stay standing as we read our scripture for today. It comes out of Mark chapter 9. Jesus had just been up on the mount and had the uh, transfiguration, like blew the minds of, of, uh, of Peter, James, and John. And then they're coming back down to this scene. It says, when they returned from the mountain to the other disciples, they saw this large crowd surrounding them. And some teachers of the religious law were arguing. They were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him, and he, was, he is possessed by an evil spirit, and it won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. And then he foams at the mouth, and he grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. And Jesus said to them, You faithless people, people of little faith, how long must I be with you? <laughs> how long must I put up with you? You see a little bit of uh, impatience with Jesus. He gets a little bit of his humanity coming out. He's like, oh, come on, come on. He says, bring the boy to me. Bring the boy to me. And so they brought the boy. And when the evil spirit saw Jesus... It threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father, and he replied, since he was a little boy. And the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us. Help us. Help us, Jesus, if you can. And what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything's possible for the person who believes. And the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit, that, that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you, come out of this child and never enter him again. And then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. He's not even without a fight. And the boy appeared to be dead. And a murmur ran through the crowd and, was, was and the people said, he's dead. But Jesus, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what, what's the, that just jumped right out to me. The crowd looked and said, he's, that's dead. I don't know what situation, the outside circumstances look dead, but Jesus, but Jesus, he, he took him by the hand and helped him to the, to his feet and he stood up. And afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked, why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? And Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. I know that was a long section of Scripture, but I got so much I want to share with you this morning. So before you take a seat, find three people, three new people, and just look them in the face and say, I'm glad you're here. All right? Find three people, welcome them, say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you, I'm glad you are here. Online church family, I am glad you are here. Debbie, I'm glad you're here. Martha, Lanny, I'm glad you are here. I'm excited for 2022. Things that we are starting. He said, this kind can only be cast out with prayer. Some of your versions say prayer and fasting. The most original text kind of just stick with prayer. Fasting might have been added later. But as a church, I want to I invite you to come join me and several others. We've got about 20 of us so far 
that are going to be going through 21 days of, of prayer and fasting to kick off this year. And we did it last year for the first time. For me, it was a game changer in the sense that it really set the tone and the direction for my faith and how I wanted to go. And so, you know, how, we just keep it simple. You know how to pray. Fasting, it doesn't have to be food. It could be, it could be this. Hey, I, I'm going to fast from social media for a while. It could be, uh, we've already mentioned news. Hey, I'm going to stop with the news for 21 days. I don't, like, you pick something that you need to fast. And here's why, what I, like, for me, it's going to be like sugar and carbs, okay? But a couple things that, why do, why do we do this? One, I'll fast just so to know I'm not mastered by anything. I have one master, and there are plenty of things that want control in my life, but I'll just go to be like, hey, this thing's not going to master me. And so for 21 days, I won't do it. Now, will I want it? Will I crave it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is another reason why I'll do it. Because every time I have a craving for sugar, I'm going to use that as a cue to focus in on Jesus and what I'm having faith for and, or maybe something I need to be grateful for, what we just practiced. Hey, what was I grateful for? Or what am I believing in for 2022? Every time it hits, sometimes it might be minute by minute. Sometimes it might be in every hour or just whatever it is, whenever it hits. Hey, I'm going to take that cue and I'm going to focus in on Jesus for 21 days. And it does that. Now, also, some of us, we might do it because, hey, I need to lose a few pounds. That's fine, too. Like, bonus. Hello. Um, and then we get to do it together. We are a church that takes next steps together. So for 21 days, we'll send you some encouraging text messages, some prayers. We'll do some things online. And if you're like, well, I missed a day, don't miss two days. All right, we're going to miss a day. That's okay. It's not, it's not a guilt trip. It's not a legalistic thing. If you miss two days, don't miss the third day. All right, just jump right back on track. So here's what I want you to do. I think we have the number up here. All you got to do 505-278-7556. All right, get your phone out. You know how to text. Just text the word begin. Don't text anything else. When you text the word begin, uh, you'll get a, I think you'll get a message back with a link that says fill out this form. And uh, what that will do, that will get you plugged in so I know you're in and we will get you the messages and stuff like that. So you're not alone. We get to do it together. If you're online, if you're joining us online, uh, comment brand new. All right, don't comment, begin, because nothing will happen. If you comment brand new, we'll get you the links and you can get signed up. To me, I think it's a wonderful way to start this year. We're in a message series called Brand New. And I kind of hate the phrase, new year, new you. Kind of mentioned that earlier because I'm like, new year, same me. I'm bringing in my new junk or I've got my same junk with me. But I want this year to, to start taking some next steps. All of us have a next step. I want your faith to grow to a new level this year. I don't want to go through the motions a year from now and I'm stuck in the same spot. And I don't think you want that either. Have you ever seen anyone just going through the motions? I think about my days at the lab. I'll ask that question. You don't, don't point to anybody or anything like that, but I just remember my days at the lab. When I came in fresh out of college, I'm excited. I'm working on some projects, but then... And people can do whatever they want to do, but I was a little bit disgusted with some people who I just saw going through the motions. They would just sit in their office all day and scroll Facebook or something. I don't like I. I it just frustrated me. Anybody? Anybody with me? On I, I, you see someone go through the motions. I don't care if it's in sports, 
and at a practice and you see a coach sees the players going through the motions, all right? Or if you're talking about at school or at work, or if you see your spouse going through the motions, whatever it is, it is disgusting. But all of us are prone to that, especially in Christianity, to come here and just go through the motions. And that's not what I want. That's not what you want. We come here because we want to take next steps of faith. We don't just want to check off things off the list. I don't want to just do the Lord's Supper. I don't want to just do prayer and fasting. or whatever. I want God's presence in my life. Hope, hope is something that um, in 2021, I feel like our theme for the year was kind of hope. It just kind of continued to, that word for Freedom Church just kind of continued to rise up throughout the year. And for me and for a lot of us, that's what we needed in 2020 and 2021 because hope was about all we had. We were just holding on to some hope. There was so much coming on and there was hope. What God has been placing in my spirit for Freedom Church and the direction that I feel like we're headed in 2022 has moved from hope to faith. Now, we, I still have hope, but I want to see an active faith, a faith that is growing, a faith that is moving. I like what Hebrews 11, chapter, chapter 11 says. It says, faith shows the reality of what we say this word with, with me. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. So in a way, you have to start with hope. Faith needs a little bit of hope. We've had some hope, and now I feel like we are in a, in, a, in a season for our church family and church body that we need to start acting in that hope, in that hope by, by living out our faith. We have the hope. It's our foundation is in Jesus, but it is time to move and not just go through the motions. It is the evidence. Faith is the evidence of things that we cannot see. Through their faith, I like that. He says, through their faith. So faith, just real quick, isn't just belief. It's bigger than that. It is a, it is a belief, but it is a, a trust and a confidence that Jesus is who He says He is and that He is working in you and through you. And He says, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. It was through an act of faith. Hope comes alive through faith. Why couldn't we heal this, this young boy, Jesus? They came to him afterwards. And in, Ma in Matthew, he records, he's like, because of your, your little faith. You had little faith. There was a woman who came to Jesus, a Canaanite woman, which if you don't know your, your Bible background, that's fine, but she was a Canaanite woman, like, they were, they were not Jewish people. They were Gentile. They were outcasts. She was a woman. In those days and times, she was like property, wasn't even an equal. She comes to Jesus saying, heal my daughter, much like this father saying, heal my son, help me. And Jesus give, puts up a bunch of fronts on her. He's like, no, I came for the Jews. I'm, I'm not dealing with the Canaanite people. I'm really trying to help them. And she's like, no, but... You're the one. He's, ah, no, I'm, I'm not. He, and, and she says, but even the dogs will get the scraps from the table from the master. 
Like, well, even the dogs get the crumbs from the master. Like, I'm not leaving. Where else am I going to go? I'll even take some of your crumbs. And Jesus looked at this woman, the outsider, who didn't have the position, who didn't have the title, who didn't have the background, and he said, this woman has great faith. That should be good news for you and I. That you don't have to work for it, earn it. You don't have. You may be coming in here today saying, "I am the least chosen." Like I, like I thought, I thought lightning was going to strike when I walked through these doors. And Jesus would say, "You might be the one that was the greatest faith in the entire room, because of the active faith that you are showing, and you are not giving up. You don't. You don't have. You don't. You don't." He said, "If I have just even the smallest mustard seed of faith, you can move mountains." You don't have to have a whole lot of faith. It just needs to be genuine. And I want for us to have an active, genuine faith. One that takes next steps. And when you bring your mustard seed of faith, and you bring your mustard seed of faith, and you bring your mustard seed, and I bring mine, and collectively, I'm like, well, this is all I got, and this is all I got, but I'm doing it with all my strength, and all my heart, and all my trust, and all my belief, and all my faith, and everything I have to the table, because where else am I going to go but Jesus, our Creator? When you put your faith in Him, I'll move mountains. Heaven starts to move and get active with that type of faith talk. And we are going to be talking about faith because I know when I asked the question earlier, hey, what are you believing and expecting for in 2022? A lot of us are like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't even thought about that. I don't know. I, 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 I. And I want you to be able to fill that in because I know deep down inside of you, some of you, you are praying and believing, and I'm believing for you by faith that your sons and your daughters are going to come back to their heavenly father in 2022. I'm, I'm believing that your marriage is going to get healed in 2022. You know what you want. I want us to be able to speak it and declare it and believe it. That I believe that God wants to reach this city. The vision for Freedom Church is not some stagnant, go through the motions. Well, we just came to church and we sang a few songs and we leave. No, we are called to reach this town. And by faith, I think we're going to reach this city. By faith, I believe that we are going to outgrow this place to where we're going to need multiple services, where we're going to need a different building, not because we got to build one, because we don't fit in here anymore. And I know for when we declare these things by faith, it's like, well, am I maybe going to make God look bad if he doesn't come through? Like if I'm believing these things and I'm saying it and then it doesn't happen? I don't want to make God look bad. No, you already make God look bad through your lack of faith and being able to believe in Him for something. I mean, I know He said we could go to the promised land, but there's giants over there. And I mean, it looked good, but there's a lot of obstacles in the way. I mean, can we really go and do that? Your lack of faith just say, I'll go take another lap in the wilderness. That makes God look bad. God, God, God has already promised you some things. He had promised these disciples. He said, I've given you authority to do these things. It's your lack of faith that has, has, has diminished the results here. And I'm going to explain that here in a minute. But I want for you, when 2022, when he's coming in here today, 
what did you come in here with? Heaven is like anticipating, ready to move on your faith. And what did you come in here with? Well, can God really use me? I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe if I, he could use me if I would just do, like, I need to get a lot of things in order in my life in order for him to actually really use me. Or, you know, like, I kind of would like to lead other people in a, in a connect group and, and kind of teach and stuff like that, but I've never done it before. And I don't, I mean, I've got so much to learn and do. I mean, what if I say the wrong things? And um, I just, and I feel like heaven's like ready to move. And they're like, ah, come back in five years and we'll try again. Because it's the same year, same you. Or new year, same you. I don't want that. I want an active faith. I want that, that looks at Jesus, hopes and believes and gets to work on the things that he is calling out in your life. And I know he has some things in your life and you're too afraid to step out in faith and move on those things. And so this year, we are hoping but we're moving from hope to faith, and we are, we are, we are actively going to go after these things. All right, so you, this is your chance to duck out. If you, because you're like, ah, I just got to, ah, ah. no, we're going for it here at Freedom. We're going for it here. I don't want another lap in the wilderness. And here's what I believe about freedom, just so you don't get it wrong. I don't feel like we're taking laps here. I just don't want to, I just, I know the tendency is to just go back to natural and drifting and going through the motions, and I don't want that. This church, what makes this church rock, what makes this church where it's like, yeah, are the people of faith who move. Small things, big things. When God speaks, you say yes and you do it. And we've been seeing him move over and over and over again. We're just starting the year off saying, hey, wait, this is how we roll. This is how we roll. Focusing in on Jesus. Jesus said, this kind only comes out through prayer. This kind only comes out through prayer. Now, I don't know if you saw this. I saw this this week for the first time. Blew my mind. Kind of a contradiction that Jesus says. He says, this kind only comes out through prayer. But did you notice how Jesus cast this evil spirit out? He didn't pray. <laughs> what? He just rebuked it and commanded it to come out. He didn't pray it out. So what's going on? I think Jesus is teaching the lesson to disciples and to us. Hey, boys, don't confuse the method, prayer, with the power, with the source. Don't, don't, don't just go through the motions, oh, well, I said a prayer and expect God to move. You can't just go through the motions. Do this in remembrance of me. You don't just go through the motions and expect heaven to move. You, 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 you can't just say a prayer or go into church or do a flurry of religious activity. No, don't forget the why. Why did you come? Why are we here? They're so busy. that Did you notice when they came down the mountain, what was taking place? The disciples were fighting with the religious leaders. They're fighting each other. Meanwhile, this spiritual battle is tormenting this kid. They totally lost sight that there is a spiritual battle that is taking place. 
Well, we said some prayers. I don't know why it wouldn't work. It worked before. We've always done it this way. No, there is a spiritual battle that is going on. Let me clue you in a little bit. There is a creator of this universe, God, Jesus. Jesus created anything and everything that you see. The breath in your lung that we have right now is the grace of God working in our life. And, every, and when, we, when we look at this earth, all right, we also notice that it's broken. Like I've yet to meet a single person that has been like, this world's perfect. I mean, everything is just great and grand and glorious and nothing needs to change. No, even the most hardcore atheist that I've ever met, it's like, no, there's some broken things here. And there are some broken things. It means everything has been pointing to a Savior. We need it fixed. And Jesus says, I'm the fixer. I'm the solution. I'm everything that you've been wanting and needing. And in this great grand story, this spiritual battle, it's not even a battle. It's not like, oh, well, heaven and hell are fighting and who's going to win? It's, it's, not, it's not even close. I wouldn't even call it a battle. The victory's already won. And Jesus just comes right in and says, no, I'm it. And you want, I want a relationship with you. My creation. You don't have to go through a bunch of methods and, and works and steps to get there. You just receive this gift. You just receive this gift. But you have a spiritual enemy. Who knows? Who knows? They already have victory. He can't take the victory away from you. Once you put your faith in Jesus, he can't take the victory away from you. So you know what he does? He can't defeat you. You're not defeated. So he'll discourage you. He'll discourage you and make you feel like you've lost. He doesn't want you walking by faith. He wants you going through the motions so you look like a hypocritical Christian and nobody wants that. And if he can't discourage you enough, he'll also work in the realm of distraction. He will load up your schedule. And you may be looking at this kid saying, well, I don't have issues with, you know, foaming at the mouth and locking up in seizures, seizures and getting thrown into water to drown or fire to, you know. But you might be, you may not be foaming at the mouth with seizures, but when you, when, you might be foaming at the mouth of success. You see success or you see pleasure. And you're just like, ah, I gotta have it. Or you see fame or fortune, and you are foaming at the mouth for those things. Or you might be not drowning in water, but you might be drowning in debt because your finances are a wreck. Now, he'll distract you. you. You may not be falling into fire, but someone could say one word or you might see one thing or smell one thing and it triggers a fire of rage inside of you and the enemy will either discourage you into defeat, feeling like you're defeated, or distract you to where you've totally lost sight that there is a spiritual battle that is going on that you've already won. You have every spiritual blessing that you need and God wants you to walk forward in faith. Instead of fighting it, this spiritual battle, they were fighting each other. If you are married in the room, I want you to help me out. I just want you to stand up. If you're in the room and you're married, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. All right, awesome, 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 awesome. All right, all right. 
Now, I want you to, if, you, if, you're, if your spouse is not here, that's fine. You can maybe just say this to your If your spouse is here, look at them. Look at them, and I want you to repeat after me. You are not the enemy. All right, good. Some of you are like, ah, getting your dukes up, ready to go. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. You can go ahead and be seated. Listen, we know this. On day one, when we start, I mean, you get down on, I got down on my, on my knee, and I proposed, and I'm like, I'm dedicating my life to this one woman. But, but it doesn't take long to go from here saying, I do, to up here saying, let's go, you know, like, it's not like we're physically fighting, but it, it's, a, and, and I would do a whole marriage series on how saying conflict is actually good and inevitable, and, and it's a, a thing to grow your marriage, but that's a whole other thing for another time. What I'm trying to say is, don't, you're not fighting each other. There's a spiritual enemy that loves division, and he's trying to separate you. Instead of fighting each other, let's fight for each other. When Reed and I get in conflict, we have to almost always take a, 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 a breath and say, listen, there's something bigger at play here. We're going to deal with our issue and we'll deal with it, but there's something that's really trying to split us apart here because we are a power couple that is working to build his kingdom, not ours, and he would love nothing more than for us to just be completely destroyed and ruin all that. We recognize there's a bigger battle at play, and it's not just going through the methods. Prayer's good, but don't just do it to do it. But maybe they also confused the power with the source. They, they, for sure they had done this before, and for sure it had worked. But sometimes success, sometimes success can be one of our greatest enemies into thinking that we are the vine. Well, that, it must be on me. I mean, God, look at, I mean, I've been going to church for a long time, God. I've been, I've been serving. I've been faithful. I've been, I taught in those Sunday school classes. I've done all the stuff. And you can't do this one thing? Starts getting into some entitlement and to I deserve. And we think that we are the vine when we are the branch. And when God's not doing things the way you expect him to do, I get the frustration, but may we not miss that we, the power comes through the source. Job, Job says, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. Where else am I going to go? I can't earn it with God. Not enough doing to make him work on my behalf. This, this faith thing is a relationship thing. It's not about trying to earn points with God and be good and earn it into heaven and earn his favor as his son or his daughter. I love what it says. We're probably going to hit this whole section of Scripture again next week because there's more to say. There's so much more to say. He says, help me in my, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. I want to talk about that. So often churches and myself, we start to do ministry in our own strength. That's not faith. That's putting us as the, as, the, as the source, as the vine. In Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to close it out with this. It says, 
for you are saved by grace. Say these next two words with me. For you are saved by grace through faith. And it's not from yourselves. You're saved by grace through faith. He didn't say you're saved by your behavior. You're saved by saying all the right words and not cussing. You're saved by tithing and giving all, you know, doing all the right things and earn it. No, he just says you're saved by grace. Through faith. Do you believe that? Do you trust that? And it's one thing to say that intellectually, but our lives and the way that we live it so many times says, no, i got to earn it. I still, i got so much guilt and so much shame. He can't love me. I must do something to earn his favor. No, 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 no. I'm telling you this truth. This is one of the most profound scriptures that I love. This is not from yourselves. You're not the source. You're not the vine. You're a branch. It's a gift from God not from works, so that no one can boast. Here's where works come. Here's where works come. For we are His creation. His. Everyone in this room, He created you. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we could walk in them. There's some next steps in 2022 that have your name on them. It's going to take a step of faith. Will it be certain that success will be there if I take that step? Nope, absolutely not. Will it be uncomfortable? More than likely. Do I have assurance that everything's just going to go great and grand? And not? Nope, but he's with you. He's for you. He has created you for this time and this place to take that next step of faith. And that's what I want. He has seen it in advance. I'm surprised he doesn't go to those disciples. He's like, ah, why? How much longer should I be here? And then I would expect for the next line to be like, you guys are fired. New group. New group that gets it. Nope. These guys he's stuck with because he had works for them in advance. I don't care if you guys have screwed up or you failed. He sees, he knows, and he's with you. You are not your failure. You are not your mistakes. You are not your doubts. The Father's like, I, be <laughs> I believe, but help me in my unbelief. He still healed the boy. Jesus didn't say, all right, well, get your theology right and then come back. <sighs> he still healed. And then one of my favorite lines in this passage, he says, uh, bring the boy to me. Bring him to Jesus. What do you need to bring Jesus? What do you need to bring to Jesus? It's not about self-help. I need Jesus' help. I need God' help. We've been trying to go all these different routes to bring healing and help. Bring it to Jesus. The crowd said he looks dead. He looks dead. The situation looks dead. Bring him to Jesus. And Jesus sees a whole other thing. I'll bring him to life. 
I see you. I see you in your situation. I see how hard and how dark it is. I know everyone else looks at it and they don't know what to do with it. But Jesus knows and he sees. Come to Jesus because he's got a hand out to, to pick you back up, to give you hope and life, to take your next steps. It's by grace you are saved through faith. The enemy does not want you to know this message. In fact, all week long, all week long, as I've been kind of going through the Christmas season in January, the whole time, I'm like, the enemy has been on me saying, Mike, you know what? You've got nothing more to say. You got to preach, but you got nothing to say. You say you want to reach this city, you're not going to do that. You say you're going to grow, outgrow this building, you're not going to do that. You think if, the, if these people really knew you, Mike, this, you'd be done because they know you're not good. They would see what, you're, what you are and, and they, it would just be gone and be done. And the enemy's just been haunting me. You know what I'm telling the enemy in 2022 about all of those things and what I've been shouting back at him and screaming back at him as he's been trying to taunt and torture me? You know what, devil? You're right. I got nothing to say. I can't reach this city. I can't make this, this outgrow this building. I'm not good. But I know who is. I have a Savior. He's the one. I put my faith and trust in Him and Him alone. I'm not the source. He is. And by faith, I will walk with him. By faith, I will take my mustard seed of faith, devil, and I'll say, this, I'm believing genuinely in what God's going to do, and we're going to see him move this mountain. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? This is how we are going to walk in 2022. This is how we are going to talk in 2022. The enemy's going to throw it in your face, and we're going to spit it right back out at him. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for us. That's what I want for your family, for your workplace. Not because of how good we are, how great we are. No, how good he is and how much he loves this city. That's what we're about. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this word, this little seed that you have put into my heart that has stoked a fire to not go through the motions, but to take active steps of faith. And I know you're speaking to people in this room about things that they have given up on that they thought were dead, or maybe they've just forgotten in this idea of faith and you've called them to do something. They've put it on the back burner, but now you've brought it right front and center. I pray that by faith, they would take those steps. Give them vision in this season. Give them strength and courage and blessing. Help them to see the bigger picture and that vision that the enemy is just trying to keep them distracted or discouraged or divided so they wouldn't take an active step of faith. And oh, it's going to get messy. But may they, may they come running back to you, the source for the strength. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. 
God bless.